0: You can email back and forth, you can text with them, all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com slash DSO. That's betterhelp.com slash DSO and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp. Hello everyone, DSO here from dadstartingover.com and before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to get a couple of pieces of business out of the way. Number one, I sell books. You can find my books at dadstartingover.com slash books. The books include my bestseller, The Dead Bedroom Fix. My second book is called Now What? A Guide for Men Starting Over in Life After Infidelity, Breakup, and Divorce. And my third and final book is called Red Flags. You can buy these all directly from my website and download directly from my website, or you can go to any of the major retailers. Second piece of business is that I have a members-only part of my website called the DSO Fraternity. With the DSO Fraternity, you have access to all of my books in PDF and audio format. You also get access to members-only articles and audio, and you are free to discuss those articles with fellow members on the website. And we also have DSO Fraternity live meetings via Zoom. In these live meetings, you are free to share your story and listen to advice from others. And on occasion, we will have a special guest, such as author Dr. Robert Glover of No More Mr. Nice Guy. So please check out the DSO Fraternity at dadstartingover.com join. Thank you so much, and on to the episode. So Russell, you are 37 years of age and the father of two girls, five and three. So two girls, oof. Uh, my sympathies and <laughs> and your wife she's going to be the big four zero coming up soon here at the end of the year and you yes. guys have been married for seven years so right off the bat i see two things the big four zero that's a huge turning point for a lot of women, mm-hmm. women have a very hard time coping with that and then the very stereotypical seven-year itch so let's just kind of set those aside for now um I'm going to go through, I always ask, this is for the listener's benefit, but I always ask everybody that I talk to, send me an email overview of your situation so that I can kind of hit the ground running and talking and we get the most out of our hour. Some guys send like eight, nine pages worth of stuff and it takes me a long time to go through it. You have a very nice bullet point list and if it's okay with you, I'm going to read through this and we'll stop at certain points so we can discuss. Excuse me. So you met through church? Um, yes, yes. You dated for a few months, and here's where I think the tone kind of changes here, and I think this is interesting. I think you're, you'll see where I'm getting at with this. You dated for a few months, and she asked you to move in with her, so that's, yes. that's interesting. Um, you lived together for a whole year, and then she proposed that you guys pick up and go out of state. Correct. Um, her thought was your work is in that state, or I assume close to that state, so it makes more sense for you guys to go there so you don't have to travel all the time.
1: Yeah, that was her uh, her excuse, but I believe she just wanted to get a little bit farther away from my family. That was nice. I'm, I'm, we're we're very very family oriented, um, my my side of the family, and uh, I think that was part of the reason. I mean, it may have been part of the reason for the for the be closer to work as well.
0: Um, she pretty? But- o- was she pretty overt in her? disdain for the family or she didn't like the fact that you were around them often or yeah no
1: she was uh no she was open about it she said that you know uh she felt that i spent you know a lot of time with family and she wanted uh us to focus on our family that we were trying to build um uh but we weren't even married yet we were still dating and uh you know we didn't have any kids so it was um she i guess she just wanted more of my attention um that's what i think
0: I think that's hugely important right there. And that's one of mm-hmm. those things. Let's put that up on the shelf too. So she had some issues about, she doesn't like you getting pulled away from her. Um, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And so you guys moved to this other state and she has a hard time finding work. And so she decides, you know what, I, do I really need to work cause you make enough money? Why don't I just be a stay at home soon to be future mom, right? Yes. And you were cool with
1: that at the time. Were you kind of at, weird the, about it? at the time? At the time, I was fine with it. I had no uh, <laughs> issues with it whatsoever. Um, you know, we didn't have two kids and a bunch, we didn't have many bills. So everything was great. So she's,
0: uh, so she's home alone, and you guys are doing this scenario for about a year. Correct. Prior to, let me go here. I lost my place here. Um, and then she, oh, it says you decided to get married after about a year in this other state. But then you put a parenthesis here that, well, actually, she was the one to relentlessly push towards this marriage.
1: Yes. Interesting. If you can tell from some of, you know, uh, how I worded some of the stuff, you know, I I still kind of hold a little bit of resentments. I'm trying to get rid of that. And we've been trying to talk through it. But, yes, I, I held resentments for um mm-hmm. for her you know kind of rushing me to move in with her for her kind of uh yep. Yep. making us move out of state for her kind of rushing me to marry her mm-hmm. all those things you know kind of built up a little bit little resentment in, inside of me because i wasn't sure. ready sure um,
0: so you got married you tried for about a year to have a baby finally success this was in 2015 and then pretty short two years later you had kid number two Yes. And that's when you think the wheels started to come off a little bit. She was overwhelmed yeah. having two kids. Yes. And on top of that, having two kids, which is tough enough as it is, her father died the year before the second kid was born. And then yes. her mother died a couple of years after kid number two was born. So she's just got this
1: perfect storm of stuff going on. Correct. So what was her relationship to mom and dad? Um, you know, different, different than a... Uh, my family's relationship we're hugging kissing you know love you all the time type family they're more of a gifts and service kind of family they don't hug they don't say i love you mm-hmm. but they show they show their love in different ways um so she was adopted her uh her and her sister were both adopted but they're you know to me it's weird because i grew up differently you know i i grew up hugging and kissing and uh very affectionate showing love and and touch and and she her family's different, so um but you know I, who am I to say that that their love was uh any less than the love between me and my mom, you know mm-hmm. um it's just kind of a different form that they they show it differently, so, so but the their relationship was good though um it was it was I think it was good, I don't think there was anything harmful about it or negative or anything like that, yeah, so yeah,
0: correct with her being so averse to you spending so much time with your family did she have a lot of time with her family
1: no they were in west virginia and we're in uh, south carolina georgia so we only saw them a few times a year
0: okay so and she was okay with keeping them at a safe distance yes sounds like kind of a for lack of a better term a little bit of a cold relationship compared to your very warm family dynamic there that's Um, how
1: i that's how i feel but you know like i said who am i to judge
0: yeah exactly so Um, going along here. So she, uh, you went in for an interview, job-related interview, and you came Mm -hmm. home one day. And this is where things start to get a little squirrely. And she's like, I got some papers here. I need you to sign. And you're like, sure. And you look them over and you realize that the papers are legal documents that show the inheritance that she received from mom dying would go directly to the kids and not to you. Correct. To which you understandably go, oh, that's kind of weird. What's that about? And to her mm-hmm. answer to that was what? She wanted a divorce. Wah, wah, wah. So. Yeah. And as far as you're concerned, that just came out of the
1: <laughs> Correct. Yeah, I was not expecting it. Um, I mean, I knew we had some issues and, you know, I, I wanted to go to marriage counseling and things weren't perfect, but I, I had no idea they were that she was at that point.
0: Well, tell um, me what, what were the things that made you say, Hey, maybe we should get some counseling.
1: Uh, just the arguing, um, you know, arguing in front of the kids, um, uh, the character assassination. I mean, we could get pretty nasty, but you know, um, I still, I guess, cause it was a slow progression. Um, you know, from when we started dating and got married to, to this, this point, I'd, uh, it, it, you know how you like you're gaining weight or whatever and you don't notice it but you see somebody you hadn't seen in six months, they're like, Oh man, you know? Uh <laughs> it's 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 kind of the same thing. We didn't I didn't really notice it because it had been a slow progression and mm-hmm. getting worse and worse. And um and you know, after talking to family members, they're like, Yeah, you guys were horrible. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. and um so they saw it, but you know, it was hard I for mean. me to see. And oh,
0: um, I can relate completely to this, not to catch you off there, but um, yeah, in my first marriage, it was man, I was totally just taken off guard by my wife having the affair and asking for the divorce, but then uh-huh. once the fog of that pretty acute emotional trauma left me, I was left with, well, yeah, I mean, we had that issue and that other issue, and we did have that pretty nasty fight those. 100 times and yeah okay so yeah it was pretty bad there for a while and it progressively got worse but you're right you get caught up in like this the machine of the family and marriage and must take care of kids must go to work must pay bills and just all that stuff is just like noise in the background and you kind of learn to ignore it and move on and sweep it under the rug and and we'll deal with that some point and and you obviously said "Ah, i think we need to pull this out from under the rug and get some counseling so you saw it was enough to go yeah we got some issues here
1: yeah and uh you know i i I moved out for 10 months and in in that time i had was able to do a lot of reflection and and uh what was and i was i'm sorry what what
0: was what was the uh thought behind you taking off and not wife her being the one to you know since she was the one to say i want a divorce is that a lot of guys would say well then fine leave but you said no i'll take off is that because she's jobless and the
1: kids and everything else No, no. What had happened was, uh, you know, she wanted the divorce and I was by beside myself the whole day. I was, I was just a wreck. You know, I wasn't expecting it. I was crying. I was, uh, in bad shape. And then, you know, I'm like, I finally came to terms with it by the end of the day. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start looking for a place, this and that. Um, and then I got out of the shower that night and she was on the bed crying and, and she said, you know, I, I I think, I, I you know, I think this may be wrong. I said, you know, she said, uh, I'm I don't think she said I made a mistake because she I've never heard her say I made a mistake or I'm sorry <laughs> but uh but she she was crying and stuff and and made me you know she said kind of basically came across that she didn't want that she didn't want a divorce that you know um she's like I want to try and make this work I'm like all right all right you know fine let's let's do this and totally had to change my mindset back to okay we're going to try and make this work we're going to go to counseling all this anyway two days later so we're in the mindset okay we're gonna try and make this work two days later i get home from work we're on the couch we're talking and something happened and she said you know you haven't changed at all and this had been two days since she said she wanted a divorce yeah yeah. and then said you know we're gonna try and make this work and um she said you haven't changed at all i'm like what you know like um it's been two days you know anyway so then she said she wanted a divorce again Mm. and You've done that a this, few times,
0: the back and forth. This happened a few times.
1: This happened three times. Three times yeah. she told me yeah. she wanted a divorce. And three times she said, you know, no, maybe we should try and make it work. That's when I, I made the decision, you know, I'm going to move out for a little bit. I'm going to move out. You know, we're going to have some space and, and and go to marriage counseling. And, and you know, maybe this will help. I think it, I don't know if it was the right decision for me to move out. But anyway, I did. We went to marriage counseling for about six months, something like that, and um we did a bunch of sessions and had a lot of good stuff happen, but it just felt like we kept moving even further and further apart and um and, like I said, that might might have been because I moved out of the house um had my, got my own place, but it wasn't helping, nothing was getting better, and um I felt like she was you know on the verge of just saying, "Screw it, so I um, met somebody and
0: well, let, let me know, stop you there.
1: How'd you meet this? Person? Go, go ahead. Um, it, you know, I'm the one I went out and reached out on Tinder. I, you know, uh, I figured our, I think I figured my marriage was done and, um, and it, it was, that was it. And, uh, I'd been living by myself for six months and, um, nothing was getting better. It was getting worse. And so I was, I was actually going to go get, you know, a lawyer and, and go ahead and finalize, you know, get, get the ball rolling. Um, but uh so anyway i met somebody on tinder and we had relations and then i came home from work one day and i had the uh uh papers on my door that i need to go to the sheriff's office or whatever and or they tried to come by and give me papers so oh, I went to the, the, the sheriff's office yeah went to the sheriff's office and she had filed for divorce mm-hmm. so that's when i cut relations to uh the girl i was with um, I only i would only been seeing her for a couple months, but I cut all relations because uh, my lawyer told me to. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. okay. And
1: uh, yeah, my lawyer told me to, you know, smart. Uh, get rid of her. Just you know, from here on out, just be on the straight and narrow because it's all going to come out in court anyway. Yep. Went through two months of it. Well, almost two months. We were a couple of days before the temporary hearing, and um, and she called everything off. She uh, she said she wanted to you know had a epiphany or something and um had a change of heart and you know wanted to make it work so i i didn't believe her of course i uh mm-hmm. you know had to meet with her a couple of times and she, honestly she seemed like a different person like something had happened a change inside of her i, I don't know what it was mm-hmm. she says it was the holy spirit i i don't know but she seemed like a different person and um I said, you know what? I I believe for the kids, for us, it's worth one more shot, mm-hmm. one more shot. And um, and, and how long ago was that? This was about a month ago, maybe a little bit more, maybe, maybe like six weeks. Okay, okay. So so um, I've moved since then. I've i moved back in. We both dropped our charges, our claims towards each other. Mm-hmm. I've moved back in, and um, it's it's been different, man. It's been real like real awesome in some aspects and you know still hasn't changed in some aspects and, and uh, we can at least identify those, those areas. And, and uh we agree that we need to work on them and, and we're going to go back to counseling again. You know, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm, you know, reaching out to you. I'm, I'm reading all these self-help books and all this different stuff uh, about relationships and marriage. And um, what is she doing? um, I don't know. Uh, does I,
0: you're not getting there's no there's no uh, obvious work on her part she's not involving she's, you in anything
1: uh no she's she definitely is willing though like i uh, you know she'll take your she,
0: lead if you say we're going next Wednesday to see his counselor she's like okay that's fine
1: correct yeah she'll okay. she's been kind of following my lead um you know I'd like for her to kind of do okay. re, you know look into getting her you know uh, uh her own self help whatever but I'm not pushing anything on her. Um, I'm trying to take care of myself, you know, cause I know I'm a huge, I'm a huge part of the problem. It's not just her.
0: Well, you're um, so obviously yeah. Yeah. At least 50% of it. Okay. So and, let me stop you there. Okay. Because reading over your story, there's about a while you're, first of all, while your story is common, I mean, I could just take your, your, your bullet point, bullet point list that you sent me here and just drop it into so many other emails that I get. It's just, mm-hmm. it's the same thing again and again and again. And, and this, uh, this, that takes you down a whole other road. Is this some kind of modern day phenomenon that we're seeing here? What's going on? But that's a whole other story. But for Mm -hmm. you, I think there are a bunch of different roads we go down, but there's two main ones. And I want to start with number one, which is there's an overall theme here, which, and I am going to pick on you a little bit, which is, which
1: is passivity. Mm -hmm.
0: That you're pretty passive in things.
1: Would you say that's fair? I am actually in all this reading I've been doing, I'm kind of, thinking that i might, might be might be passive aggressive uh disorder i might have a bit of that so yeah. yes i would say that's fair
0: and the reason i say that is uh we dated for a few months she asked me to move in mm-hmm. uh, we lived together for a year she says we got to move to this other state um she has t- hard time finding work she says i'm going to be a stay-at-home mom holy crap this woman has been in the uh the driver's seat for the entirety of this relationship from day one, it seems at least from my yes. outside perspective and for what information you're giving me, I'm that's the first thing that stuck out is man, this guy's just been yes. dearing it from, you know, day one. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. And yes. she would probably ironically, even though she's the one that's like, give me the controls. I'm taking them from now on. She'll probably be the first to tell you, I just wish every now and then he would have told me no. Yes. Um, so that's, that's one side. The other side is, where the hell did this, I want to get a divorce suddenly come from? Now, Mm -hmm. I am the first to admit, I I have a prejudice. And my prejudice is that what happened to me personally. And then because of what happened to me personally, and because of my writing, I attract a slew of other men who have been through the same thing. But Mm -hmm. with that being said, with that prejudice being said, I, I also think there's, Another way of looking at it is that's giving me a hint of wisdom that I otherwise didn't have. There's some knowledge there. And one is uh-huh. that your wife is very much acting like a woman who had her buttons pushed by somebody else. Um,
1: she is, was previously married. I don't, I don't know if I put that in there. I'm sorry. One more time. She was previously married. I don't know if I put that in there, but
0: uh, is there a contact with the ex-husband? Is that why you bring that up or
1: no, 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 no. As you just said, she had her buttons pushed before. I don't know. Uh, I, no, I forget I mean, what I,
0: What I'm getting at is at at least some kind of emotional affair going on here. Okay. Uh, That is, if I were a betting man, I'd I'd put all the money on that. Um, Now, it doesn't mean she ran off and she's screwing some other guy.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, I'm telling you, it could be as innocuous as she's on Facebook one day because she's bored and all of a sudden a thing comes up and it's some ex-boyfriend from 20 years ago. Yeah. And he says... I just saw your picture and I thought, man, she hasn't changed a bit. How are you doing? And she says, I got Mm -hmm. the kids. I got this. Everything's great. How are you? And he's like, yeah, I got a wife and kids too. And he goes, man, we've had, we had, we had some great times back then. Didn't we? It was so great to see you. I just wanted to say, hi, I'm so glad that you're happy. I miss seeing you and blah, blah, blah. Let's stay in touch. That's it. Mm -hmm. Right. Sounds innocent. Sounds wonderful. Um, But for some women in some cases with some, given their background, given their current, whatever, whatever's going on, that's enough to just get the head spinning and get mm-hmm. the train rolling. And this, the, the train rolls down the tracks and it gets faster and faster. And the next thing you know, the poor innocent husband comes home and the wife goes, I don't know if I'm happy or if I've ever been happy. I'm having very serious doubts about a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably some flavor of that has happened here. Have you had any indication, any signals that that's what's
1: going on at all? Uh, No. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a possibility. I know that there for the last six months, um, like she was a little standoffish and, you know, she wouldn't give me the uh, password to her phone and Uh, stuff
0: like like that. I'm like, (laughs) say no more. Okay. So she, she has another man on the side and probably what happened here, I'm going to sound like a know-it-all here, but again, Been doing this for years, hundreds of guys I've talked to, thousands. And she probably was having at least in what we call an emotional relationship, which means they never touched each other, but they were over the phone talking to each other. And it grew and grew. And she's like, you know, I think I'd rather pursue this than stay in this relationship. And Mm -hmm. then over the months of doing that, six months, whatever the timeline is, you said, um, it stopped. And that relationship was no more. Maybe the guy said, see you later. And so she's like, shit, now I'm on my own. And now what the hell did I just do? This was really stupid. I need to go back to my husband. That's probably what you're seeing here, which I guess you have to have a real come to Jesus moment with yourself. Is that something you're cool with? Uh, Some men I've talked to say, you know, we're all human. Um, She's an overstressed mom. Um, Blah, 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 blah. Everyone's susceptible to this kind of thing as long as they didn't have physical intimacy, as long as they didn't do it, whatever your boundary is, then I'm cool with it. We can move on as couples and work through this. Um, you need to define that what that boundary is for yourself. Uh, the negative is that she's done this once already, probably. I don't know. But again, if I were a betting man, that's what I put my money on. Um, since she probably has done this, whatever this is, emotional or physical intimacy with another man, um, the chances of her doing it again are pretty damn high, unfortunately. So you're going to be have, have to be Mr. On, on Guard. Um, and you're going to have to really lay down some boundaries and some limitations. And you're really going to have to ditch this passive role that you've been doing all these years and take the reins <laughs> and say, this is how it's going to be from now on. Oh, yeah. Uh, which means... What was that? You have a password on your phone? Well, then you will give me this password right now or else I go talk to the attorney and I'm being very serious because we, mm-hmm. don't, we don't hide things from each other. We're a couple. I love you. Yeah. I don't Here's my phone if you want to look through it. I have nothing to hide. Why, why are you acting so weird? So that's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you're not going to talk to that, that man. Why would you want to do that? That's very inconsiderate and that's not proper behavior for a wife. That's a boundary. Uh, no, you're not going to go out eight weekends in a row with your girlfriends and go out partying and drinking, whatever it may be. So you got to define for you what those are and learn to enforce them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess my question to you is, which is a tough one, let's play pretend. Worst case scenario, within the next month, two months, excuse me, you start getting a little suspicious. Your gut's telling you, I'm still there's still something not quite right here. And if you're like a lot of guys that I talk to, you start, you turn into Mr. Private Investigator and you start Googling like how to hack phones, put recorders in mm. cars. I mean, I've heard it all. <laughs> and, and you discover the worst of the worst that, Oh sh- shit. She's been not only talking to some guy, but they've had a physical relationship for several months and then they broke up and now they're talking about getting back together again. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for you? Is that, is that a total game stop? We're done over a thing for you?
1: uh after everything we've been through yes that would be uh that would be yeah. that's that's it so let's walk the line
0: back then so that's the ultimate well uh, probably 99% of the guys would say the same thing you just said well yeah duh of course i'd leave okay let's walk yeah. it back a little bit no physical intimacy whatsoever they were just talking over facebook some flirtation maybe she sent a picture or two of herself he says you're beautiful i miss you Blah 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 is that a defining That's,
1: that's not a, that's not a deal breaker, um, for me, but it, it it is a very, very big slap in the face and like a, Hey, you know, this, this cannot happen. This is not okay. This is not cool. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but, uh, and I, and I have been planning on, you know, we've, we've only been back together six weeks now. So like I said, I've been reading all this self-help stuff and, and yes, I've been finding out that I am passive aggressive and that there's a lot of shit I need to change about myself. And, um, but, uh, so, so that would not necessarily be a deal breaker. But yes, she was sleeping with somebody, and I found out. Yes, after what we've been through. Now, if it had happened when we were apart, I was doing the same thing. So, I cannot, um, I can't say that'd be a deal breaker if it happened. You know, if I found out it happened while we were living apart.
0: One common scenario is that she was having an emotional affair prior to your breakup, prior mm-hmm. to you leaving, and then mm-hmm. once you're out, she feels uh, what's the word absolved. She no longer has any guilt. Re- in doing the next step so she you know texts the guy and says guess what he just left and he's like i'll be right over and then they had a sexual relationship for several months and then it it fizzled out it it was done which they normally are pretty quickly these affairs and then uh she wants to go back in your arms okay that's the scenario
1: are you cool with that i mean that's possible I, i haven't thought of that um you know i was thinking along the lines of she got a big inheritance. She didn't need me anymore. She was unhappy. Uh, I moved out and didn't give her that much money while I was living away. And uh, she blew through her inheritance and then needed me back for the money. Could that's, be. that's, that's what I've been thinking. Could now there Could be, could
0: be there, that there,
1: there could have been an affair or there could have been another man involved. I, I, I never saw any signs of it. I never, um, you know, never caught her or anything of it. I, but it's possible. I'm not, I'm I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that you,
0: yeah. Like I mentioned early on, you are, you are hitting kind of a perfect storm of issues here, which is the, uh, her age. Mm -hmm. Um, Boy, that hits uh, us. Men really don't have a a good appreciation for how much that hits a lot of women. Not everyone, Mm -hmm. of course, but, for a lot of women hitting these age milestones, the big three zero is holy crap. I haven't. I don't have a family yet. This is nuts. I'm. I'm losing yeah. in here. I need to grab a yeah. guy real quick. And a lot of women in in those scenarios make bad decisions as far as what guy they grab. They they grab <laughs> Mr. Re, they grab Mr. Reliable, Mr. Provider Man, and then several years into it, they go. I just what? What did I do this? I have no feelings for this guy. He, he's he's a great guy. He'd be a great friend, but there's nothing. There's no oomph there, and that's where we see a lot of guys I talk to. They several years couple of kids later, they have the divorce and the wife tells I- I've never really felt anything. I'm going to go for this loser over here. Um, mm-hmm. But it, have you, in looking back at your relationship, do you feel that you've been kind of a pawn in her little life game? Or you Mr. Provider? You played a role and now your role is done
1: type of thing? Um, you know, a little bit. I've, I've felt that way. Yeah, before. Um, a little bit.
0: Has she displayed, there's a term that's going around right now in the world of relationship talks with men. If you're on my Facebook groups, it's brought up a lot, which is narcissism. Um, Mm -hmm. My wife's a narcissist. You hear it again and again. And that is actually a clinical term, narcissistic personality disorder. It's what they call a part of the cluster B personality disorders, along with uh, borderline personality, which is pretty common and uh, histrionic personality. So they're all basically at some point in their childhood development something got flipped in the wrong way and they act out yep. later on in life did you ever see anything along those lines in her something that kind of made your ears perk up to say uh-oh this is no good
1: well yeah um here in the you know the past uh three months i've been doing all this reading online all this self-help stuff and i've been reading about narcissism uh mm-hmm. uh past passive aggressive disorder um borderline personality disorder all that stuff and um i'm i'm tending to believe that i'm uh passive aggressive and uh she is a bit of a narcissist and um can you i haven't said that other, I,
0: can you point out some other things that make her narcissistic
1: um i <laughs> just off the top of my head i mean i I got a lot of stuff going through there right now. I can't really. Um, <laughs> I, I wish I, I wish I'd wrote down some notes for this or something. That would have been great. But uh, No, I mean, this is just here recently. I've been reading up on it and I'm saying, Oh, she shows, she shows that sign. Oh, she kind of acts like that or, Ooh, you know, but I also show some signs of narcissism uh, more so the passive aggressive uh, side, but, and, she also so shows some signs of passive aggressive but more so on the narcissist side wow. and i haven't i haven't told her that of course now uh, we have meet we have um our first appointments as a couple for couples therapy and we both have individual appointments for therapy all that's scheduled and coming up here in the next couple weeks um so I'll, of course i'll talk about that with the counselor and everything but i i haven't told her hell no mm-hmm. are you
0: <laughs> are you going to take the step of uh Bringing up the topic of a possible affair, emotional or otherwise, and see if there's anything going on there. With with the caveat that even if there was, she'd probably deny. But hey, you never know; she may come out and say, "Yeah, there was a little something."
1: Yeah, this time around, uh, DSO, I feel you know a lot more confident to to talk about stuff. Like yeah. that's what I said. You know, when I when I told you uh, how it is now, it's uh, it's very different. It's uh, you know, like I have a, a new confidence about me. Good. um and uh she is is more open like we uh the first um week I was back in the house uh we had a heart to heart and we're, she was crying and you know she opened up to me about some childhood trauma she had experienced and and uh can you go on a with way? uh yeah yeah with um uh a family member had a. uh, uh Touched her, and, you know, physically abused her. Well, not physically abused, but molested. There we go. Okay. That's a better word. Had uh, molested her when she was was a kid, and um, I mean, we had been married seven years. I'd never heard this. You know, this was like a mind blower for me. I'm like, I felt so good that she would opened up to me and and confided in me, and you know, and I there are some things that I had never told her that I told her too, and it was a, it was very good. Um, afterwards, uh, you know, I just felt closer to her and. Um. So, no. I mean, the, I have no problem, you know, talking to her about anything uh, now, and I I have no problem bringing up, you know, asking about an affair. She might, you know, be upset, but no, I'm. I feel like I can say anything now in our relationship, and not not feel you know shame for it or whatever. Where so, do you
0: where do you feel about taking on more of the leadership role? Does that fill you with some dread? That no.
1: Stressful to you? not at all. And I, I've been slowly doing that. Um, I, I like to believe I've been slowly doing that. And now that I've, you know, kind of come to terms with the fact that I think I have passive aggressive disorder, I've been trying to work on that a little more. Um,
0: what is it that you feel is the, the genesis of your passivity? What does that mean?
1: The genesis, the genesis. How did
0: all, how, where did that come from?
1: Oh, okay. Um, honestly, I, I think it's cause I never had a father role model in my life. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think I think that's part of it. That's I think there's more that goes into it than just that. But I grew up in uh, a house of women—my two sisters and my mom—and mm-hmm. never. My dad died when I was young. They got divorced. I was uh, six when they got divorced, and then about ten when he died. But we never saw him. We saw him three times a year because we lived across the country. Uh, we lived in Vermont, and he was down here, so we only saw him a couple times a year. And um, I, I never had anybody to teach me how to be a man. Um, yeah. And and that. I'm still kind of bitter, you know, for that, but uh I'm doing the best I can and you know, my mom my mom did great for a single mother with three kids on trying to help me be a man, but you know, yeah. she she can only do so much as a woman, you know. And um well, I you, think that's part go ahead. Well uh,
0: you're in the majority in that. So the majority of you guys I talk to all say the same thing. Either there was okay. a, a divorce and dad moved away and started up a new family with another wife or dad passed away. So, you know, it's, it's easy for me being the man here and a man oriented podcast and books and so forth to say, you know, how important the man is and the dad and the relationship, but there really is something to it. Isn't there, there, there's something about that paternal figure. It's the yin and the yang, the, the maternal and paternal working together to raise the more well-rounded kid. And when one of those components is gone and we see that, especially when that dad figure is gone, things just go off the rails pretty quick. And uh, you know, there's really alarming statistics about when we look at violent offenders in prison, what, what percentage of them were fatherless? And it's like something astronomical, like 90 some percent of them. It's like, wow, Uh it can't be a coincidence. Um, Uh Divorced people that were divorced. Well, you look back, did the guy, the guy that's in a divorced, that, that divorced his wife, did he come from a broken home? Yeah. So many, you know, a very high percentage there. So it's something that has its, uh, once it has its, its, its hooks in you, it kind of expands and, and permeates throughout your relationships for the rest of your life. And um, so that's what you're saying, but you are to your credit above most that you recognize, I, I got some issues here and I think sure. a big part of it may be in, due to the fact that dad wasn't around when I was a kid and mom, God lover. She can't do it all herself and she doesn't know what it's like to be a man. So she doesn't have that perspective and she just didn't have the tools in her toolbox. And that's nothing wrong with that. I mean, she did the best she could. I'm sure she's a wonderful woman, but um, it ain't your fault. ain't her fault that uh, dad took off and did what he did and and then he passed away. And I'm sorry to hear that, but especially at, at such an age, 10 years old. It's like the textbook pre pubertal, you're really, you're really in that growth stage. You hope bad things don't happen. But um, for a lot of um, guys that I talk to with women, wives, like your wife doing what she did, I'll ask them about what happened in their life and so forth. And a lot of them will say, well, around age nine, around age 10, 11, right before puberty hit this awful thing. (laughs) So I hear it again and again and again, how old was she? Do you know when uh, the molestation occurred?
1: Uh, i do not know no um just i'm curious. i'm guessing uh teens you know tweens yeah. like uh 10 11 12 somewhere around there 13 um she wasn't two, for girls yeah. yeah it was before high school she hadn't been in high school but by yeah. the way she was talking but i don't know exactly what age now
0: and that has huge effects on a person's psyche for the rest of their lives i mean that's traumatic abuse on her part and if mm-hmm. and if you don't get help with it recognize it like whoa this this shit happened to me when I was younger, I better get on top of this or else this is going to affect. If you don't have that level of introspection and the willingness to get help, it will have effects. And for a lot of these women, it seems like they just try to reintroduce that chaos in their life. at just the most inopportune times. And the guys, like everything's going wonderful. We just had a baby. Everything's great. I got a promotion at work. And then suddenly she runs off with this bartender that she met, the other Friday is like, I, I don't get what happened. And then you drill down into it. Well, tell me about her childhood. Oh, mom was an alcoholic. Dad ran off. There was cheating. There was molestation. I'm like, well, she's just, did she ever get help with that? Nine times out of 10, the answer is, oh no, she's, she's above that. She'll never get help. She says there's yeah. nothing, she's nothing wrong with her. She's, she's in control. She's no one can tell her anything's wrong. And if they do, you know, she'll rain hell down on you. But, um, mm-hmm invariably something comes out with that. So like I say, there's so many different roads to go down with a situation like yours, but I'm glad to hear that you're of the mindset of we got a problem here. I'm willing to work through this, but it's gotta be on these certain terms. And if we don't do that, um, you're willing to walk. And I think you did something that I don't recommend to guys, but what what you did is the, the going out and sleeping with other women. Cause you did that pretty quickly, which yeah. which shows that you have some social skills and some looks and so forth that make you a catch. Cause I tell you what, there's a lot of guys out there that do what you did in Tinder and every online, everything. And they do that for years and nothing. I mean, less than nothing, but you went out in a matter of months and you hooked up with some woman and guys had sex. So it's good for you. Right. Um, but why do I not say men do that? Because invariably you always end up connecting with a not so great person. Mm -hmm. And then you find out, wow, I'm with my wife all over again. This (laughs) this is just uncanny how this happened. Yeah. Because you're putting out an energy, so to speak, that attracts certain people and you overlook red flags and you're like, this feels amazing. And I haven't felt like this in years. And uh, Mm -hmm. I would, I would assume, did you come about me through the dead bedroom fix book?
1: Uh, Yes, that was the, um, originally, I don't know if it was on Facebook or or somewhere else, but yeah, it was the uh, dead bedroom fix. And um, this was right after uh, my wife wanted to get back together. And, um, you know, I just kind of, in retrospect, remembered how our sex life was, you know, up until uh, she wanted a divorce. And it was, it was horrible. There was nothing there. Like, um, so I knew that, you know, that had some of that had to do with me. So, I'm like, you know what? I'll look into this. And that's when I, I went ahead and uh, bought the book and and um, it went from there. That's
0: that's typically the, the gateway into my world is that book. Mm-hmm. But what's yeah. funny, you, it's a book aimed at guys that are like, your relationship is great other than the fact that it, the sex is down and here's how I think you could fix that. But <laughs> majority of guys that come to that are like, uh, I read the book, it was fine, but here's the deal. My wife cheated on me, I'm in a divorce, yada, yada, yada. Like, okay, so I've learned that it's kind of the, it's the it's the acute point of pain for a lot of guys, which is I'm not getting my physical needs met, and my wife isn't validating me, and I feel like shit. Yeah, and, and um, then once you're in the door, then you realize okay, it's there's a lot more going on here than just no sex. It's just a symptom of a much bigger problem.
1: Oh, dude, you open your book, opened a can of worms to like, <laughs> good. What what I'm realizing and things I'm looking into now and everything. So your your book was the start of uh, this transformation that's happening so uh, hopefully happening yeah
0: well i'm glad to hear it but the the positive of uh, what you did and jumping out and meeting the other woman having sex is that uh, you realize if worst case scenario this doesn't work out i'll be more than okay yeah i have yeah. the tools that it takes to attract other women and i can get my physical needs met and i would assume that your physical connect, you don't have to go into detail, please don't. The physical, connection with the, <laughs> the physical connection with the other woman was probably light years beyond what you've experienced over the last X number of years with the wife, right? Correct. You did things with her that you're like, I don't remember doing this in, since the honeymoon stage, if ever, with the wife. And so yeah. what, you're, what, you, what you witnessed firsthand there was, man, there was nothing like that, what we call a new relationship energy where just the bodies take over the brains take over and it's just your body's way of saying mate with this person. This is amazing. Just keep doing it and doing it again until you make a baby. Thanks to modern technology. We don't have to make babies left and right. We can just enjoy the sex part of it. So, and that can go on for months, years, but there's always that inevitable drop off with seems like with every relationship. When you introduce the kids, It's some kind of stressor. Somebody's parent dies, something's going on. And just the whole, the shine of the whole situation gets worn off a little bit and you realize you're back in the real world and the, that new relationship energy wears off. And that's where most people don't have the skills to keep it going. Mm -hmm. And that's where I wrote that book was like, you can keep it going. Maybe not to the point of the same intensity as what you had when you guys first started dating, but you can see glimpses of it again and again on a consistent basis. And here's what it takes. Now, the same thing is that uh, on the same note, when you hit those little stumbling blocks for a lot of people, especially people with some really negative baggage and they don't know how to cope. When you hit those stumbling blocks, their programming says, go out, find replacement, um, find new woman, find new man. This, this mate, this is no longer fun anymore. This mate is no good to me. And that, that whole mindset, that programming, that doesn't work well within a marriage. <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, invariably, when I talk to guys about, I caught my wife screwing around, I always ask, was there some kind of life moment right before the affair? Oh, yeah, her dad died. Well, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, I lost my job. And now suddenly, we weren't, <laughs> we weren't sure if we're going to be able to pay our mortgage. Well, that's enough to send somebody off the rails and say, let me start looking for a replacement here. Sucks, mm-hmm. but that's human nature um so i hope you get to the bottom of what's going on there do you feel in the headspace that you're in now be honest do you have the patience Mm -hmm. to see this through if this takes years of work
1: yes i do um i i don't know if she does i hope she does um i do you know uh i just i know there's a lot of stuff that both of us were not addressing and not um dealing with and as I think as long as we can both, uh, stay open-minded and and deal with these issues, then there's hope. Um, now, honestly, man, I I probably wouldn't have gotten back together with her if we didn't have two girls. Um, I know they, they say, you know, you can't, it's not going to work if you do it for the children. Well, I'm not doing it just for the children. I'm doing it for, you know, I still love her. She still loves me for us too. I think there's a chance, um, And like you said, you know, kids from broken families are the ones that grow up with, you know, borderline personality disorder, narcissism, and all this stuff that had passive aggressiveness. And I don't want my, my girls to have that. I want to do whatever I can. I don't want to have any regrets. You know what I mean? I don't want to be down the road and my kids be, you know, messed up mentally, but you know, and there's something I could have done about it to, to, to change it. I don't want to have those regrets.
0: And part of that work and you talk about, you know, I know I'm going to do the work, but I don't know about her. Well, sexist or not, or, or if it's fair or not, a big part of your work as a man is going to be saying, woman, yes. I told you, I told you this is what we're doing. Yep. Are you on board or not? And you're going to have to do that probably repeatedly over the next months. Are you on uh-huh. board or not? Are you on board or not? We got this appointment on Wednesday. We were at our, during our last appointment, you didn't say anything. It was just me talking. I need you involved. That's mm-hmm. probably going to be the crux of a lot of your work. And yeah, If you're like most guys right now, I I hear the energy in you and I hear the desire, but for a lot of guys, um, they lose that patience pretty damn quick when they see the other side's not pulling the weight. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're always surprised that, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to go through with this. You know, they're in some counseling meeting and the counselor says something that makes them just go, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I can't do this anymore. This is, this is getting ridiculous. I'm done. And it surprises everybody because he was Mr. Let's work on this relationship. So, just be aware, you're going to have limits. You can only get pushed so far. Yeah. Um, and, but but you got to stick to those limits. You got to stick to those boundaries and those, uh, those barriers to what you will and, and, and won't put up with and what you expect. You have every right to expect certain ac- actions out of her and inactions and a certain attitude out of her, just like she would for you. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to be just a total flip flop of everything you've done up to this point flipping on its head and do the opposite and she's not going to just hand over the reins that quickly she's not gonna yes you take control yes you tell us where we're going now she's going to want to guide this ship um, pretty frequently through the process Maybe that's
1: what she's that's what she's always done but she has been slowly giving them over good. here recently
0: so good so where do you so what's your big goal for all this where do you see yourself I mean, do you have a timeline involved here? Are you going to give it X number of
1: months? I have no timeline. Um, now, like you said, if she's not trying after um, six months, you know, I think six months would probably be good uh, number. If she's not, if I don't see anything from her, but, but I've already seen stuff from her. I've already seen her trying. Just the fact that she opened up to me that one night and, and told me about the molestation um, meant a lot to me, you know, a whole mm-hmm. lot. So... um You know she is trying she might not be trying as much as i am but yeah if i see you know six months from now her regressing or you know not trying at all then then yeah but i'm gonna in between now and then there'll be conversations had where i'll be like hey you know i'm I'm not noticing anything and i'm not just gonna be like oh i screw it this is it i'm done um please keep in mind one thing
0: which is a very human um Behavioral trait, or I don't know what the proper term is here, but it's um, something that you see again and again and again. If okay. your wife, if your wife did in fact have some kind of inappropriate behavior, behavior with another man or woman, don't discount that. I've heard that a few times. Um, <laughs> another person, um, and then that suddenly stops, or it's discovered. In some cases, I've heard uh, there's a very common and very real phenomenon which is called hysterical. I always forget it, but here hysterical bonding which is we've been through this traumatic event and now we're both rediscovering each other and rebonding with each other. Uh And what's common in that phase is a lot of what you described, openness. Man, we haven't talked like this in years. Uh, We haven't had sex like this in years. We haven't just the super closeness of, I I think we're on the mend. I think this is great. And that can last weeks. And then invariably it just drops off a cliff at that point. It's called hysterical bonding. Hysterical bonding. It's very common when one is discovered having an affair, some kind of traumatic event that brings you together and the brain whips up some chemicals that says, you know, bond back together again. And then when that fades, it just drops off a cliff. And then next thing you know, she's disappeared again or she's acting funny and the phone's locked or whatever. That's when, you know, well, I guess that period is over. Okay. Uh, So that's, you have to work through that. Like, okay, I know we were kind of, We had a little moment there where we were very close together. That's what I want to get back to. That's the work we're going to have to do to get back there. Mm -hmm. Um, A Lot's going to be on you to do this. And it's completely unfair. And there's going to be a lot of men listening to this right now saying, why should he do all the freaking work? Why can't she do the work? Well, good luck with that. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Somebody's got to take the lead here. Yeah. And if you play Mr. Passive again and just say, let's see what you got and put your feet up you're going to get one resentful woman and you're going to get zero action. Correct. The case could be made. Maybe that's to your benefit because if there's some people and I can totally see their point that say, if you put your feet up and say, let's see what you got and she does nothing, then that's the answer right there. You're done because she doesn't have the drive in her to get it done. And therefore it's not meant to be move on to the next person. Maybe there's something to that. Uh, That's totally up to you to decide. Well, that's what I did before and it didn't work. so (laughs) or did it or does quote work mean you split and that's the best for everybody especially i don't know it's hard to say right now um what did you feel during the split did you have a feeling of freedom that was intoxicating to you did you like being alone in your
1: own little apartment and dating and all Um, that intoxicating um, enjoy it originally yes i mean off the bat it was um it was exhilarating um but then it it got old fast for me it was uh just not being around my girls man Uh, really not much to do with her my wife but my daughters I mean it it just it started eating at me and started tearing me apart because I only saw them on my days off so I got them two days a week and um it was very 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 hard uh for me personally and um I'm sure there's some deep seated stuff that goes into that too from my childhood. I don't know, but it was, it was very hard for me to be away from them. And, um, you know, I tried to work as much as I could. So I didn't have to think about it. Uh, you know, I put in extra hours just cause I hated going home to that apartment and just being alone, you know, no dog, no girls, n- nothing, just myself and my thoughts. And it was, it was hard.
0: And yeah. I had to bring up some thoughts of my dad wasn't around when I was a kid. And here we oh, yeah. go, I'm doing the same damn thing. Oh, yeah. It's kind of scary how uh, we can't seem to run from our past and we, we just seem to uh, do all we can to recreate it. Even when it's not our fault and the wife does this and that and you find yourself like, damn it, I'm doing the same damn thing my dad did, my grandpa did. And mm-hmm. It's just this programming that's in us and we have to work really hard to overcome it. Um, yes. as like if you come from a long line of alcoholics. And you're just drinking excessively, you're like now I have a problem. Just like my dad, and my dad's dad, and my dad's dad's, dad's dad, and uh, you realize you got to put the bottle down. You can't, can't handle it. Yeah, Weird type of thing. So, all right, well, how do you want to end this? What's uh, any any
1: extra thoughts? Any questions? Um, no, I just you know, like I said, right now at this point, I'm getting all the help I can get from every outlet aspect I can get it from, and. Mm-hmm. uh, to try and to try and better myself, better our relationship. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of stuff I'm finding out. You know, just through all the readings, and I'm not going off of just one reading. I'm doing multiple sources, yeah. so and, and trying to get my information. And and um, I'm just excited to go to counseling and and have a mediator. You know, have somebody else. You know, individual counseling and couples counseling uh, therapy, just uh, to to try and get another out, uh, outlook on it. Somebody's you know because the family, nobody knows about our marriage. Only we know about what's really going on. So it'll be nice to have that counselor to, well, you know, now, and I guess whoever listened to this, but (laughs) nice to have that counselor that, uh, uh, will be able to help us as well and and guide us and say, Oh no, Russell, you're, you're not in the right here. You're in the wrong. You know, you're not thinking right here. I don't think you have this problem. I think you have this problem, just a, a second opinion. And, um, so I'm just trying to move forward, man. And, uh, do what's best for me for me uh for her for, for our children mm-hmm. and our family uh thinking of what you can do
0: like leaving you with some kind of little homework you you keep mentioning the term passive aggressive yes can, can you give examples of your passive aggressiveness and in, in this relationship?
1: Yes. yeah um well like i said i'm trying to change it now that i've, I've, I've realized that i might have it um but before you know i just i never would fight i i mean we'd fight but i'd never like you know do you want to do this ah, i don't care you know do you want to do this yeah that's fine or what do you you know whatever you want to do you know that was always my answer um i would just always i didn't want any conflict i didn't want uh arguments you know but in inevitably it always ended up there but um uh because i think you know like you said she would get frustrated with my passiveness but um I think, you know, she wanted me to stand up and, and, uh, act like a man. And, you know, my thing is I never had anybody to show me how to be a man, but now I'm trying to do that on my own. And, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, where would the, that's where I'm at.
0: where's the aggressive component in that I hear the passive? Yeah, fine, whatever. But would you get upset when things didn't go quite how you thought they would end up?
1: Um, well, the aggressive was, you know, like I said, we'd fight every day. Um, we'd, uh, so the passiveness was always, you know, trying not to fight, trying right. not He's to avoid conflict. Yeah. Yeah, correct. And, um, you know, just trying to go with the flow and just keep her happy and, and keep her, you know, from getting upset. And then, but inevitably, uh, it would always turn into a, a fight and, you know, I, I would always, we would character assassinate each other. I'd always, uh, um, just I'd have to walk away, I'd always walk away and she'd come after me and but um, like I said, I just started reading into this. So I'm not, you know, I'm not an expert on it. I don't know. I just saw a lot of the things I was reading in the uh, passive aggressive disorder, um, like cues, or whatever the signs Uh, I, I have. And like I said, I didn't take any notes or have anything ready for this meeting. But um, I, I, I showed a lot of the signs of having it. There's the disorder.
0: So. Did you uh, did you read Dr. Glover's book? No more Mr. Nice Guy.
1: No, but I have I have that written down.
0: I think I think that will be your big aha moment for you. Okay. Um, when you're talking about passive aggressiveness, you're in what Dr. Glover called Dr. Glover calls uh, right. nice guy Nice Guy Syndrome. Yep. Uh, I don't want to be passive. Uh, I'm going to. There's a concept which that was one of my big aha moments as a guy going through what I did was what he called covert contracts, which is I'm not going to tell you people that I'm involved with what I expect out of you. I'm going to keep that to myself. But when you don't do what I expect out of you, I'm going to get very upset. So the other person can't win. So when the woman says something effective, I'm going out with my friends for the fourth weekend in a row and in, in your, in your gut, you're thinking, No, that's not right. Why are you leaving me with the kids four weekends in a row? That's not fair. But you don't want to cause a scene. You don't want to cause any commotion. So you're just like, okay, that's fine. And then when she Mm -hmm. goes out and has fun and comes home drunk, you really let her have it. And you're really angry. And then she says, well, if you were so upset about me going, why didn't you tell me you didn't want me to go? And you say, well, and then the guy says, well, I shouldn't have to. That's that's a covert contract. You know, I expect I expected her at that point to say, okay, I'll stay home. I love you. I'll be with the kids. But she didn't. Therefore, I'm upset. So, you know, it's one of those. Yeah,
1: me, me not speaking up for myself is is a big reason. I think I have it because like when she, you know, kind of made me move in with her and, you know, had us move to Georgia and then had, uh, you know, kind of forced me into getting married, like all those things like I never spoke up for myself. I should have spoke up and said, no, no, I'm not ready. I don't think this is right yet. Um, but instead I just, my passive aggressiveness, I said, okay, all right, fine. And, and now I have these resentments for not speaking up about it. Um, so there's, there's a big, uh, I, you know, um, example of why I think I might have it.
0: Yeah. I I think reading that book will be a, Big, big help to you. And there's exercises you can do in it. I've had an interview with Dr. Glover and I've had him on the DSO fraternity on a, on a live group call. And um, he's really great. Very good writer and even better one-on-one uh, talk at him. So highly recommend his book.
1: I'll
0: make that my next book. So, I mean, it sounds like you're on the right path here. You got the right frame of mind. Um, just be prepared. You know, in the old stoic philosophy, be prepared for the worst oh yeah in your mind what what could happen and how you were going to uh, react to it but you've already done the hard work which is you've already done the whole attorney writing the agreement divorce thing and mm. mm-hmm. uh, lo- a lot of guys that's a huge stumbling block for them they won't even go to there because then that makes it more real the separation and they don't want to approach that if they don't have to but um, well it,
1: it it wasn't my choice and it, it was uh, it was it was very hard very very hard but uh I think if we had two more days later, if we'd gotten to the temporary hearing um, it'd be over because yeah. all that shit, all that shit would have come out in the open. And, uh, but luckily, um, it didn't get to the temporary hearing. It was a couple days before when she changed her mind. So I think there's still hope.
0: <laughs> but do you have a, um, do you have a session planned,
1: a counseling
0: session we, planned for the two of you? Yes.
1: Yep. We have a couples uh, session in about a week and then individual Mm-hmm. um sessions uh, a few days after that each each one of us so
0: have you had a one-on-one sit down with her where the theme is all right this is what i expect from here on
1: out if you want to you want to be my
0: wife this is what's going to happen
1: yes not yet um but there have been little things said here and there so uh there have been things said but not uh an official like sit down um, I, think,
0: I think this is sit down time i think uh, yeah. right before right before the big meeting with the third party just get it all out in the open so there's no surprises mm-hmm. you don't need to hide behind you know a third party the counselor and everything you can you know pat the cat couch next to you
1: and say you know mm-hmm. come over here honey sit down we need to talk and so you're you're, you're talking about like me telling yes. her you know no more no more uh uh, password on your phone that I don't know we need to be completely open stuff like that right
0: yeah, whatever those things may be that are bugging you in your gut and, uh-huh. you, and you don't feel they've been really resolved there's got to be something okay. to pass, whatever okay. be. those things need to come out and before we go to this meeting with this counselor here's what I expect out of it this is the attitude I'm going in with it what do you think okay um, you may get some unsatisfactory surprises of I don't know I'm just going because you want to go I, I don't I don't know what do you whatever is fine with me And that's where you're like, no, that's not the attitude I'm looking for. I'm looking Mm -hmm. for some gung ho, yay, raw, let's do this. If you're not gung ho, yay, raw, let's do this, then let's not do it. We're just wasting everybody's time. If you're just going because I want to go, and it's why bother? Yeah, I like that. That 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 sounds good. That sets the tone. Like, I'm serious Mm -hmm. here. Uh, I'm serious about this, and I'm not willing to sacrifice who I am and my happiness just to be, be passive guy again and go through all these steps. No, no, this, we're going to do this right. And that's what this, mm-hmm. somebody has got to take the reins here. And obviously you don't want to take the reins when it comes to this, which is funny because you've taken the reins over every other aspect of our relationship, but you're being very passive here. So that's kind of telling Mrs. Mm-hmm. Wife. So that's not a good thing, but so this is what we're going to do. And the only thing she can do is jump on board. That's the whole thing. Yeah. I'm going, you're going to jump on board or not. That's, that's the whole theme of this going forward. And yes. she may jump off a few times and it's totally up to you and your patience level and your le- level of work ethic to br- jump up, bring her back on and then continue down the road. Or do you just say, all right, fine, stay off. I'm, I'm going to continue on in my journey.
1: Yeah. And like, like I said, if the two girls weren't involved, that probably I would have told her to kick rocks a long time ago, probably, but I hear you. Um, it's, it's very <laughs> children complicated. Very, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's there's definitely still hope though, um, and yeah, that'll be the next thing I do is is get Mr. Nice, no more Mr. Nice guy, and read that and go. sit down, sit down with her and uh, set down some expectations. And, and have you uh,
0: checked out the uh, fraternity group? Oh yeah, I'm in it. Oh, you
1: are? Okay, good, very good, yeah. excellent. All right. Yeah, I. Uh, well, we have get, a... check. I check Facebook all the time and and read the funny stories and encouraging stories and all that stuff i've even, i think put a couple things on there and so, are you on the uh, live calls at all i don't know what that is oh no you had live live calls i think you said life l i f e live calls uh no i have not checked out any of those
0: uh, well be sure and check those out you can hear from other got, guys a lot of guys have been you in got, your position so
1: you got one tomorrow at 3:30 right
0: uh yes sir yeah i'll uh, i'll try and check it out if i got time cool we'll hope to see you there all right sir well thank you so much i appreciate this Sounds like you've got a lot of work ahead of you. Keep in touch. Let me know how it goes. If you want to chat again, I'm, I'm here for you. But, uh, all right, man. I really appreciate it. Sounds like you've got a, a fun road ahead of you, so I wish you all the best.
1: Well, thank you so much. I've uh, definitely gotten a little bit from this, and I really appreciate it. Good. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: If you're listening to this, you're probably a guy who is interested in self-improvement. You probably consume a lot of information like these podcasts, YouTube videos, audiobooks, courses, everything you can to learn more and help you become the best man that you can be. And if you're like a lot of men, there's something still missing. Well, I can tell you what that missing thing probably is quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you. Some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood, but none of them seem to be on the same page as you. Am I right? They seem content with their shitty marriages, their shitty jobs, and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men just like you. We call our group the DSO Fraternity. We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum, a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, discounts on -on one-on-one coaching with myself, and other members of the team, discounts on our video courses, and access to our in-person gatherings. We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.